It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Indie Power Rankings Reveal for the week of September 28, 2015. I am your host, Travis, joined by my Carolina Corner colleague, Jer. What's going on? Going on, man. Got a fun show planned for us today. Um, you know, and we'll jump right into it since there's uh, a lot going on this week. The People's Champ this week is a guy named by the name of Kid Riot, and actually, he won a rumble at River City Championship Wrestling on September 26th. He collected 62 votes in the online voting competition, and that rumble was actually his last match. So much like somebody else we'll talk about later, probably the last time. Yeah, it's pretty cool for him to get a people's champion vote. And, uh, you know, what they're saying is last match. Obviously, I'm not going to say I'm really familiar with Kid Riot, but a uh, cool moment, I guess, maybe for his career if he considers uh, getting the the people's champ not uh, an honor to him, which I think people should. So congratulations to him. And, uh, yeah, you teased the guy that we'll talk about later. Looking forward to talking about him because that, that was a big thing as well. I think we lost Travis here momentarily. He might have a bad connection. Uh, hopefully he'll get called back in, and we can continue on with the uh, Indy Power Rankings Top 10. Uh, Travis is the man with the rankings, so uh, you know, so as not to have any bias or any leaking of the rankings. Uh, the other official voters are not uh, privy to what the top 10 rankings are. Uh, only Travis Desmond until he reveals them here at 1 o'clock for us. And it looks like we got Travis coming back on the line. Yep, he should be back with us now, so we'll let him continue. My bad. My call dropped, so my apologies on that. All right, well, our number 10 kind of surprised me this week. He kind of came out left field. People started voting for him. Brian Fury is our number 10 this week. He had two big victories at Beyond Wrestling. He beat A.R. Fox, and then he beat Trevor Lee. Talking about two of the best on the Indies right there, I can see why Brian Fury would be ranked. Yeah, that was a strong uh, week for Brian Fury. Uh, as you said, strength of competition, something a lot of our official voters look for. and uh, Wins over A.R. Fox and Trevor Lee will definitely get you in there. And uh, like we've said before, you get a foot in the door and you never know where you can end up before the year's over. So uh, good ranking there for Brian Fury. Travis again here, and it looks like we did lose Travis again, so he must be uh, in a pretty rough sale signal zone right now today. I uh, appreciate you listeners bearing with us as we get through the top 10 rankings here. Uh, as I said, uh, Travis is the man with the rankings, so we need to kind of wait on him to uh, be able to give us the rankings here, and he's connecting back with us, and we'll let Travis go ahead and continue. 
Travis, go ahead and give it another shot, man. I'm in stormy weather, so that's all I can tell you about why my call keeps dropping. Um, I have service, so I don't know what to say, but Santana Garrett went 2-0. She's the number nine this week. She's won like 40 straight matches. Pretty crazy. Um, our number eight is a guy that we're all familiar with, and that's Joey Ryan, who went 3-0 and in Japan and had a funny tweet about how yeah, he's won more matches in Japan than he won in TNA in an entire year. Funny, but probably true as well, because, you know, we know that they didn't treat Joey Ryan very well in TNA, but uh, lighting up the Indies is always Joey Ryan, whether it's part, you know, with Candice LeRae, but good to see him getting some singles victories here uh, over in the Orient and uh, getting a big ranking this week. So congratulations to uh, the man who brings Sleazy back. Yes, sir. Well, our number seven is a guy I'll let you talk about, Silverant, over at Chikara, 2-0 weekend for him. Yeah, great week for Silverant. I'm a big Chikara fan, uh, as most of our listeners probably know. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get to go to their second stop in North Carolina this past weekend due to some family commitments, but um, I always have a great time at Chikara, and they put on a great show. And uh, Silverant's really, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the multitude of ants they have in Chikara, it looks like Silver Ant is uh, kind of making his way to the top of that group, uh, and it looks like he might be a viable singles contender, so that would be something to to follow here in the coming weeks. Now, he used to be Green Ant, correct? Correct, yeah. A couple of years ago, he was in the IPR 100, fell out last year. be cool to see him if he can get back in, so let's see what goes on there. But our number six, just like Santana Garrett, it's a name we mentioned over and over again. After a five and one week, Akira Tozawa is our number six. Yeah, Akira Tozawa mainstay this year in the Indy Power rankings, and uh, like you say, uh, jumping back into the rankings, and uh, you know that's somebody we'll definitely be talking about come December when we run down the IPR 100. Uh, solid number six for Akira Tozawa this week. And our number five this week, it kind of speaks for itself. Manabu Soya, uh, the new Russell One champion, went 4 0. I don't really need to give a whole lot more info than that. I mean, that'll get you a high ranking. And number five on a tough week, I have to say. But, JR, I'll let you elaborate on our number four. And that is Jagger. Yeah, Jagger is uh, the winner of the uh, PWF Shinya Hashimoto Legacy Cup, of course. Hopefully you tuned in last week to the Carolina Corner. Uh, we did a hype show for that uh, event, and Jagger ends up uh, with three big victories, uh, defeating, uh, let's see, Timmy Lou Retton, Will Huckabee, I believe, and in the first round, I believe it was uh, Emmanuel Bodega, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh we talked last week about the winner of the of the Hashimoto Cup possibly having an effect on our rankings this week, and, and Jagger gets a number five here uh, with uh, winning the Shinya Hashimoto Cup, and uh, certainly we'll keep you updated on the Carolina Corner about what's going on with PWF uh, in the future and, and see what that Hashimoto Cup win translates into, and uh, for Jagger, who has already held the PWF title once, so uh, we'll see how that goes uh, in the future. Well, um, our number three this week, and by the way, let me just say Jagger would have been even higher on any other week. This week was a little bit tough, tough to uh, go with after the number one. But Andy Wu, the new Wrestle One Cruiserweight Champion, uh, went 4-0 on the week. 
picked up a lot of singles victories. That's really what got him there, I think, and picked up some impressive ones at that. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, so he he gets that title. He gets the number three spot, gets his first ranking. But, you know, with our number two, we'll go with a guy that we, we've heard a lot about. I mean, hell, he's a veteran. You see him all the time in the rankings, Jun Akiyama. And Jun Akiyama actually won the uh, All Japan Royal Road Tournament over the weekend and kind of hard to deny him a top spot. Uh, he teamed with Ultimo Dragon, won a tag match, and then he beat Yuji Hino, and then he beat Akibono in the final the same night to go 3-0, win the tournament. Great week for him. Jun Akiyama, again, any other week he would have been number one. Yeah, Jun Akiyama is a guy uh, who has uh, been receiving some votes and kind of just barely missing out. I think we talked about him last week as a little bit of a snub, but comes back in a big way this week with a number two ranking that's certainly going to bolster him up. Yeah, I'd say he's probably going to be top 20, top 30 at the end of the year. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Our number one this week, if you follow us on Instagram, you already know who our number one is. Uh, pay attention to that. Sometimes we'll post spoilers on there. But Biff Music is our number one. He goes out in style. He leaves the Indies after three huge victories in the greatest rivalries round-robin tournament at Beyond Wrestling. He beat uh, Drew Gulak and then he beat Timothy Thatcher, and then he beat Eddie Edwards to win the tournament. That is a hell of a resume, hell of an exit from the Indies for Biff Music. And I, I mentioned this in the write-up, but back in 2013 when we first talked to him, he said he was going to become CZW World Champion in 2014 and become number one in the Indie Power Rankings. He did both of those things on the same week, and he exits the Indies as the number one. So how cool for Biff Music. Yeah, very cool for Biff Busick, and very cool for the voters to uh, be able to get Biff Busick uh, at the top spot one more time before he heads on to WWE and, you know, possibly greener pastures. We hope so for him anyway. And, uh, you know, it's really undeniable, like you said, with the three guys that he beat this week, uh, strong competition, and I, I think uh, Biff Busick was pretty undeniable as number one this week, but, but not unanimous, I don't think, but... Close. Yeah, pretty strong. Yep, very close, very close indeed. Um, if anybody's holding, let me know. If not, we can continue our banter. Yeah, it doesn't look like we have anybody. Uh, we got a couple of listeners on the line, but it looks like nobody who's uh, ready to join the call. Okay, fair enough. All right, so great week for Biff Music. And, you know, it's not a sentimental pick either. You know, I don't think that that had really any bearing on this. I mean, if he was, like, number 10 on an okay week, that'd be a little different. But, I mean, look at who he beat. It's as simple as that. And no, nothing against Jagger, uh, Jer, because I wanted Jagger to be even higher this week. But I, I, I don't, you know, like, I don't know. He didn't get the Carinos. He didn't get the, the big names of the tournament. He did get a couple of decent names, though, for sure. Yeah, you beat uh, Drew Gulak, uh, the Evolve champion, Timothy Thatcher. Of course, you know, it wasn't an Evolve event, but we still look at that. And then Eddie Edwards, uh, you know, it was a greatest rivalries tournament there at Beyond Wrestling. So it was, you know, some of his greatest matches that he's had on the Indies, and he goes 3-0 and against those guys and wins the tournament. Uh, such a fitting end to the, uh, you know, the Indie career for uh, Biff Busick and... Uh, yeah, not not a sentimental pick at all. He definitely earned it. Yeah, but, you know, with that being said, I am happy to see him in that spot. This music, 
one of the best on the Indies for his time here. Um, not that I'm surprised that he's getting the call, but, you know, like a couple of years ago, I wouldn't even have thought of him as a guy that was going to get called up at any point to the WWE because they had kind of changed what they were looking for. And now you're looking at them, you know, bringing in great wrestlers again, which gives a lot of hope to uh, some of the guys on the Indies that maybe wouldn't have had the chance five, ten years ago. Yeah, that, that's really cool to see. And, and uh, you know, guys that might not have that chance. And, uh, you know, our, one thing I really like about our list is that it is ever-changing, and, and we've seen that a lot this year in particular, that, uh, you know, guys like Biff Busick, and now we got guys like Roderick Strong and Rich Swan that are headed to WWE and, uh, you know, the larger stage. Uh, so that really makes way for other, uh, you know, talents to step up and claim those spots. And uh, it's an ever-changing field that I'm, you know, pretty excited about, pretty excited for the guys who are moving on from our list and pretty excited for the guys and girls who are going to, you know, take those spots uh, in the coming year. Yeah, and, you know, everything has changed since, let's say, 2013. You know, Kevin Steen was one of the guys that helped dominate the Indy Power Rankings in 2013. He's moved on to WWE to do huge things. Michael Elgin, you know, dominated the Indy Power Rankings. He's moved on to ROH, and I know he was working in ROH before, but we no longer consider ROH an Indy. And Michael Elgin's a perfect example as to why that is. He's exclusive to them. You know, he may catch one or two Indy appearances a year. So Elgin, you know, benefiting from, uh, you know, just, just being a hell of a wrestler, doing big things where he is. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys that have come through. Uha Nation's another one. There's just a lot of guys that have come through, and now they're off doing bigger and better things, and, and I'm happy to see it. So, Biff Music, congratulations. Hopefully you do uh, huge things in WWE or NXT first. Doing bigger and better things, and, and I'm happy to see it. So, Biff Music, congratulations. Hopefully you do uh, huge things in WWE or NXT first. Doing bigger and better things, and I'm happy well, to see it. So, Biff Music, hello? Yes, yes. Is this Randy? Yeah. Hey, Randy. How you doing? Hey, not bad, buddy. Okay. Well, Jerry, are you still around? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Okay, I heard myself hey, in the background. Randy, if you've got us, if you've got us listening, make sure you turn it down a little bit. Yeah. All right, you got it. All right, good deal. Okay, Randy. So, um, introduce yourself. Kind of tell us about what company we're talking about today. Hey guys, I'm Randy Nolan from PPW. I'm owner. We're a new fed that just opened up here in southern Indiana. And, you know, uh, you know, kind of drop the first date of the show, where it's going to be, all those good details for people that are maybe just now hearing about this company. All right, well, we're going to be in the Freetown, Indiana at Sunday, October 18th at the Freetown Community Center. Can you kind of talk about running on Sundays? Because, uh, you know, um, a, lot, a lot of independent companies don't run on Sundays, but I think it's beneficial to do it on Sundays because there's not as many companies to try to choose from. Right. That's, that was one of my decisions on making that. And the other one was, you know, I just, there's a lot of shows going on in this area between that weekend and the weekend before. So I wanted to give them a different variety, you know. Yeah. Okay. Randy, what's the bell time for everybody listening that might be in the southern Indiana area that wants to check PPW out? 7 o'clock, sir. 7 o'clock Sunday, October 18th for PPW. 
Uh, is the bell time, and I'll go ahead and let Travis get into a little more, more questions about, uh, you know, appearances and what you got planned for that day. Yeah, before we head into the actual card, I, I want to ask, you know, what is it that you guys are trying to accomplish that would separate PPW from any of the other indies in southern Indiana? Because let's face it, just like any other place, there there's a ton of them. It does get oversaturated. So what is PPW trying to present that would be different than what we've seen out there? Well, what we're doing right now, our first year, we're trying to do just benefit shows only for the community to bring back something to our little county and community and stuff. Very cool, very cool. Well, let's get into the card itself, and then we'll move on to some other things. But um, uh, talk about the matches that are being presented for this uh, this card on October 18th. Well, I have a I have a few decent ones planned for us. You know, every show I'm going to have, you know, it's going to have different guys. I'm not going to have all of the same wrestlers every week. I'm going to try to bring in different talent from different organizations all over the state and the Midwest and, you know, try to run like that for a little bit and see what see what happens. I want a variety. You know, I don't want to see the same guys on all the different promotions around here in southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I went out and I pulled some guys from Illinois I got Mr. All-Star, Slim Jim, and the Great Malachi. That's my main event for the HHCW title. Okay. And then I then I pulled a match, um, Drew Skills and Lightning Bolt Johnson. To um, you know, they I contacted Drew and he wanted to have a matchup with Lightning Bolt Johnson due to you know they battled two months ago with Scott Steiner and Lightning Bolt beat him he says, by a technicality, so I put them together to, see, to let him get his retribution. you got a couple of guys there that are kind of highlights of northern Indiana. Now, of course, they've been to southern Indiana before, but oh, yeah. uh, kind of cool to, to you know get those two in the ring for a, maybe a new audience. Right. And then I've got um, Adam Bueller coming in and with Joey Owens in the no DQ match. And that that kind of seems right up the alley of Adam Bueller for people who aren't aware of Adam Bueller. I mean, he's the same guy that got a fish hook through the lip, done a lot of Lego matches. He's the specialist. He is the uh, king of the barefoot Legos death match. So Adam Bueller can take some punishment. Uh, you got to think he has some sort of an advantage there, right? Yeah, some sort, I hope. <laughs> then I got uh, J- Jonathan Owens. They call him Lone Wolf. He's from... He just won a title here not too much, not too long ago, I think. And then I've, I've got him versing a new up-and-comer in Southern Indiana called Joey Owens, or Joey Venom, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then we got I brought in the Great Malachi and the Great Cheyenne for some matches, and then Aaron Weston and Scalpel. Very good deal. So, okay, um, w- one of the things that I want to get out there is, you know, you guys are running on a Sunday, like I said, October 18th, and bell time's 7, you said, right? Yes, sir. Can you talk about the venue where you guys are running, the name of the, the place where you're running, and just, you know, kind of give me an outline of, of what it's like. Is it a gym? Is it a rec center? It's a gym. Okay. And it's a, and, it's in a small town in, in southern Indiana called Freetown, Indiana. Mm-hmm. It's Freetown Community Center. The address is 6785 Union Street. 
And do you, um, I guess I'll go ahead and ask just for uh, the simple fact that it's right around that time. Do you guys have full concessions as well? Yes. Good deal. So um, for for everybody that wants to go out, definitely check that out. Randy, uh, for you, I just, like I said, I, I wanted to get that out to you, uh, you know, from, you know, get, let you kind of do the intro here. If your guys call in, fantastic. We'll get them on. We'll talk about their upcoming matches for that show. Um, but in the meantime, if you had any, like, plugs for the show as far as Facebook, uh, website, Twitter, anything you want to throw out there, go ahead. I, you know, this is your time. Yeah, we have a Facebook.com, Phoenix Pro Wrestling, slash Phoenix Pro Wrestling. So, you know, you guys hit us up. I'll answer questions on there. It's got up-and-coming matches posted. It's got up-and-coming shows being posted. We just talk about, you know, the different wrestlers I try to bring in. I'm more of a guy that wants to bring in what the people want to see. So if you want to see a special match, hit us up on Facebook, and I'll see if I can't book it for you guys. There you go. That's fan-friendly entertainment right there. So that's, that's you know, that's what people should be looking for in a, in a wrestling company. So, hey, Randy, uh, I really appreciate it. Like I said, we're definitely willing to help out and, you know, get you guys' names out there as best we can. I appreciate it, Travis. Thank you. Yeah, take care, Randy, and we'll talk soon, okay? All right, thanks, man. You know, Randy, he is, a, I guess you'd call him a representative, an owner, or whatever you want to call him, of PPW, and, you know, he uh, he, he, know, he knows what we do, and, you know, he was smart enough to kind of hit us up, and I, I'm not saying that we're a huge entity or anything, but, you know, sometimes that's all it takes is somebody to help you kind of get your name out there. Um, some of the boys from the show for October 18th may be calling in. If they do, awesome. If not, uh, that's okay. We'll continue on with our discussion. But, you know, Jerry, that's one of the things that I like doing on this show. I- I've always enjoyed it when you do the Carolina Corner as well. As much as I like when you talk PWX or CWF Mid-Atlantic, I like those those small companies, or maybe they're not small, but they're companies that I don't know about if it wasn't for the Carolina Corner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not, you know, like you said, not trying to put ourselves over, but, uh, you know, I, I'm actually very proud of what we do, uh, you know, not for ourselves, but for other promotions. And, you know, for the life of me, and we've had private conversations about this, I just don't understand why a company, uh, you know, especially a company such as Phoenix Pro Wrestling, having their first event, uh, you know, in southern Indiana, where you said, you know, like you said, there's a, there's an oversaturation of promotions. They get lost in the shuffle why not come on the Indy Power Rankings Reveal for five or ten minutes, free of charge, talk about your event, have your guys come on and talk about their matches. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I mean, if I weren't involved with the Indy Power Rankings and I were on the other side of the coin, I mean, there would be no, uh, you know, debate about whether or not I would hook up with you guys and take advantage of the time that we offer. And, uh, you know, I appreciate what you said about the Carolina Corner. I'm really working on getting some, uh, promotions from South Carolina coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I've been talking to one of the promoters that uh, is is actually a fairly controversial figure around the Carolinas that's going to come on. He runs Ultra Wrestle. Uh, so uh, they've had some pretty successful shows here, about three or four of them now. And uh, we, we've been talking, and, and uh, you know, like I said, he said, uh, you know, he'd love to do business with any power rankings and, and get take advantage of our promotions, and I don't see why a promotion wouldn't want to do so. So uh, 
appreciate Randy coming on and talking a little bit about it. And if you're in the southern Indiana area and you're looking for something to do on Sunday, October 18th, go go give them a look. And uh, we'll definitely put up some information on the Indy Power Rankings page to kind of help them along. That's pretty much our purpose here. I will tell you, they they wanted me to be there for commentary, and I'm like, ah, my baby's being born, like, right around that time. I can't get out for it. And it's true, like, I do, like, four days later, so I can't I can't make any trips. But, uh, you know, I know we have a lot of listeners in the southern Indiana area because of IWA Mid-South, because of CCW, because all the different companies that we, you know, uh, have had on here. So if you guys, you know, want a show that's not going to step on other people's toes because – Jesus, there's so much drama in Southern Indiana wrestling. Uh, you know, maybe you know, maybe check them out. Uh, I like Drew Skills. I like Lightning Bolt Johnson. I like Adam Bueller and, and the other names he's mentioned. I don't know a lot about, but that's how you find out about people. Go check out a show, and it's a benefit show. So who are you hurting? Yeah, absolutely. I like that he said the first couple of shows are going to be benefit shows. That's always a great thing for the community. And uh, Drew Skills is one of my favorite guys that I've really discovered. Um, on the Indy Power Rankings, I actually discovered that uh, he and Marcellus King uh, were uh, running buddies in Indiana before Marcellus moved to the Carolinas, so that was a pretty cool little connection. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was hoping Drew would call in so you could talk to him about that, but yeah. no such luck, no such luck today. I don't think he's uh, available. Our time slot sometimes does that, but, it, it, you know, it is what it is, but... Um, if you want to move away from that conversation, we can continue back. It's something we talk about every week, you know, kind of. And and I really like it, too. I like, you know, when we're not completely booked up with guests and things like that, that we can talk about who's kind of rising and falling. Obviously, Santana Garrett and Akira Tozawa staying strong, rising, if not, you know, staying steady where they're at. So those are the two first two I'd throw out, Jer. Yeah, I can't disagree with that at all. They're just so consistent and... uh you know, consistent to the point where they are going to be a major player come the end of the year when we're running down uh, the IPR 100. We're definitely going to be spending a good deal of time talking about the impact that Kira Tozawa and Santana Garrett had on uh, the the year in indie wrestling this year. So uh, definitely uh, uh, two that, you know, we always look for and, and that are always consistently on the list. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I think we talked about guys like uh, you know Congo Kong uh, not being as dominating, uh, but uh, you know I still expect to see Congo Kong around uh, you know the top 100. Uh, at the end. And he lost that match to Bentley over the weekend. Bentley gets a uh, others receiving votes over that. Of course, Bentley had to pretty much chloroform him to beat him, but. <laughs> I think that's the pretty much the new school's motto uh, there in IWA Mid South. Uh, to borrow something once again from Marcellus King, by any means necessary, the new school is gonna to win that feud with the old school, and uh, you know to see what John Wayne Murdoch did to Ian Rotten this past weekend, and what Reed Bentley did to beat Congo Kong, and uh, things are heating up in IWA Mid South. You know that's a promotion that you and Vic and some of the guys have been really touting to me for set, for the, the years that I've been involved in the Indy Power Rankings, and I'm, I'm really enjoying what they're doing right now with the old school, new school, uh, not to get too far away from our conversation about rising and falling. Uh, but uh, I guess to put my Carolina spin on it with the rising and falling topic, uh, you know, one guy that uh, I just don't see uh, involved anymore, 
his results, uh, you know, weekly, which is a little bit of my fault, a little bit of their fault for not. Uh, but, you know, we're not going to force anybody to send us their results. But, I mean, he is the current FIP champion. Uh, you know, so on months where they have shows for FIP, certainly he's going to be making an impact, you would think, unless he drops that title. And, uh, but, I mean, he's not having a bad year by any means, uh, you know, with Evolve and FIP and Dragon Gate, but just not the year we're accustomed to with uh, Caleb Conley. Uh, you know, Cedric Alexander as well. We talked about him, I think, the other week, about him working ROH primarily and uh, being a little bit of a controversial figure here in the Carolinas. Uh, you know, uh, it seems like all of his matches are pretty much ending in disqualification recently because of his recent change in attitude, so uh, nothing really uh, overly impressive uh, other than ROH, which we don't count right now. Um, and then there's some guys from the Carolinas, not to harp on the Carolinas too much, because we'll do that coming up at 2 p.m. on the Carolina Corner, but, uh, you know, you got, uh, you know, guys that I would like to see more of, like Eric Royal, uh, who actually competed in Virginia this past weekend. Um for the, the debut of the Nova Project, the, the Nova Pro Wrestling, uh, and got a big win over Chase Owens. Uh, gave Eric Royal an honorable mention, but like you said, this week uh, there were so many people on the pole and so many two and three and four win weeks that uh, you know, I just couldn't get Eric Royal in my top ten. But uh, I'm really glad to see that he was in the showcase match in Florida for FIP a couple of months ago. Now he's in Virginia. Uh, Eric Rowe is a guy who I've been saying for years to just, uh, I think he needs to travel more, and I'm glad to see him wrestling more, uh, you know, outside of North Carolina, and hopefully that continues. No doubt about it. Um, you know, okay, so to get into Caleb Conley real quick, yeah, if he were to defend that FIP title, that would definitely help his uh, stock. Uh, he, he did have a number one earlier this year, so that should submit some sort of a ranking in the IPR 100 Jerry, I do want to say one thing. You know, Biff Music will probably be in the IPR 100, too, because he is number one this week. But what I was going to say is, um, you know, there's no guarantees anymore. One ranking ain't going to get you a a spot in the IPR 100 unless you're number one. Even then, it's getting dicey. It's so, you know, muddied with so many people now with so many different rankings that it's not so easy to get into the IPR 100. A ranking or two ain't going to do it. You're going to have to have some consistency. Uh, you know, even if it's a bunch of honorable mentions on top of a couple rankings, you're going to need that consistency to get into it. You're not just going to be able to escape by in one or two weeks. Yeah, definitely. Like we said with Santana Garrett and Akira Tozawa, uh, you know, at least keep your name in the mix, at least, uh, you know, uh, because, you know, to be honest, uh, you know, for me, I tend to, to vote for, uh, you know, people whose names I continue to see pop up each week, even if I can't get them in my top ten, they'll get an honorable mention just for their consistency. And uh, that goes a long way in cementing their their rank in the year-end rankings. This is the type of week we had. We almost had 70 people mentioned this week. I think it was 69. So that yeah. was the type of week we had. It, it was absolutely insane. It was another crazy week, and that's why you got to stay consistent. Drew Galloway is another consistent one. We talked about him falling, but he does get a mention this week, so that's good for him. John Wayne Murdoch gets a mention as well for that Ian Rotten win. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's guys like that. But then you've got guys like Jun Akiyama, who's obviously rising. Uh, Joey Ryan, I believe, has been mentioned before this year. I don't remember how highly, 
but, you know, it's always good to get a ranking, so he, he's trying to stay in the top 100 if he was there in the first place. But, you know, you've got people that have some work to do. Jagger, Jer, this is one that he's probably floating right around, you know, the 100 area, somewhere around there after this number four ranking. But the problem is, and, and maybe you disagree, but I don't see a lot of his results. When I go to, like, cagematch.net, all I see is him working at PWF. So he's going to have to get out there more. Yeah, Jagger uh, is a guy who worked uh, primarily for Anarchy Wrestling in Georgia and uh, for quite a few years. And, of course, there's a lot of uh, turmoil and, and uh, overturn with Anarchy Wrestling, uh, it having been sold for, like, the second time in the last eight or ten months uh, recently. So, uh, you know, he's a guy who uh, I believe got an honorable mention, if not a ranking, earlier in the year when he was the Anarchy champion. But... Uh, so that might go a little ways in getting him uh, to sneak into the top 100 at the end of the year. And certainly uh, if and when Anarchy gets up and running this year, if it's not the beginning of next year, uh, I would expect to see Jagger, who's always who's been a mainstay for several years, uh, in Anarchy. That is, uh, if the new management uh, you know, decides to continue on with uh, the, the old regime and and booking those guys, or if they decide to go a different way, uh, it's really interesting the uh, the the uh, scene there in Georgia right now with Anarchy Wrestling and, and the Southern Fried Championship Wrestling owner uh, Charles Ann Schultz bought it there for a couple of months, but it, uh, apparently it just didn't work out. And uh, you know, running two promotions sounds like absolute hell to me anyway, because one on one promotion sounds like you would pull your hair out. So. Uh, just it ended up not working out for him, and uh, we'll see uh, what the future of that legendary company is because, uh, you know, from the times of it being NWA Wildside to, to now, uh, it's always had a pretty big impact down here in the South as far as indie wrestling. So uh, that that's one of those missing uh, factors that we'll have to see how that shakes out. But it would definitely help Jagger if that got back up and running. But, but you're exactly right. Right now all we do is see... Uh, you know, his PWF results pretty much, and that's just once a month, and, and that may not be enough to keep him uh, in the top 100. We'll just have to see. You know, speaking of possible one-hit wonders, we got to look out for Andy Wu and Manabu Soya. They won a couple titles at Wrestle 1, you know, and, you know, it's great. They got a number three and a number five ranking, but if they don't do anything the rest of the year, you got to assume that they're just going to drop like anybody else would. So, I mean, it's great to have an awesome week and to get into the Indy Power Rankings for this week. But, you know, again, consistency is key. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of people that have had, you know, uh, good weeks but not good enough to um, get in, you know, to the IPR 100 because they haven't been consistent enough. You know, somebody like a cheerleader, cheerleader Melissa, we may see her from time to time, but she really hasn't had any more than one great ranking this year. So there's a lot of talent out there that haven't been as consistent as you might think, um, and, and I'm sure the list will bear that self out uh, at the end of the year. Yeah, I look forward to seeing how the list shakes out. But, uh, you know, th there are one-hit wonders that uh, we just can't ignore. Like you said, Andy Wu had a 4-0 week. That's just something you can't ignore. And But uh, one thing we have talked about, uh, you know, with uh, that has a big impact on it as well as is the international flair to the Indy Power Rankings this year. And, uh, you know, 
thanks to our, our great researcher who gets a lot of results for us. We always give him props. Leon Muston from South Africa um, actually uh, informed us that we had another country represented this week on the poll was uh, the Philippines. So the international uh, reach of the Indy Power Rankings continues to expand, and that's something that you know, I wasn't. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't sure when we started. Uh, you know how much that would muddy the waters of the Indy Power Rankings voting, but I'm finding it really interesting that we keep having you know Russia, the Philippines, uh, you know, pop up alongside Israel, the usual suspects. Israel, with you know, we, we, of course, we always have Mexico, the UK, Japan, but uh, that international reach is just continuing to expand, and, and I'm, I think it's pretty neat. Uh, the impact that that's having on the rankings. And it obviously matters to those countries because I want to get this out there. Go to IndyPowerRankings.pr.wordpress.com. Go vote on the Tag Team Top 5, and you'll see the guys from the Philippines are kicking the shit out of everybody else right now in the tag team voting. So, again, just like Israel has done, just like Australia has done, you got an entire country here that you don't expect to uh, see, um, you know, as far as wrestling and and. Here they are, and they're just pummeling people. So obviously there's some sort of significance to them as to what we do. So uh, really cool to see, and I'm happy to see, you know, the international influence. And, Jerry, you know what happened was we booted ROH in New Japan, and then all these international companies replaced them, and I think they've replaced them quite admirably. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. Uh, you know, might not be as familiar with them, uh, but... Uh... You know, they are replacing them quite admirably. And uh, as I tell the Carolina voters, uh, you know, you're, you're getting the shit kicked out of you right now by Philippines and Israel and those passionate fans who are really voting. So you got to go in there and vote for your favorites. So, uh, but kudos to those fans for voting. Uh, Travis, it looks like we do have a caller on the line. Uh, if you want to uh, introduce them and see who we got on the line calling in from central Indiana. All right, caller, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Joey Owens. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Uh, Randy talked about you a little bit earlier. Of course, you're going to be competing for PPW on October 18th. Can you kind of introduce yourself as a talent to the people maybe who are not familiar with you and then talk about your match heading into October 18th? Uh, I wrestle as uh, Chairman Joey Owens. I've been wrestling for over 23 years. A lot of people might have known me back in the day as the Indiana Kid. Um you know, just just like every wrestler, this is what we love to do, and I'll do it for the rest of my life. So the day I die. Can you kind of talk a little bit about PPW in general? I mean, I know they're you know kind of starting out with some benefit shows, trying to get a name under their belt, and you know what they're kind of doing to try to separate themselves from all the other companies in Southern Indiana because there are a lot of them out there. Yeah. There, oh yeah. There is a lot of organizations here in Indiana. Uh, you know, Phoenix Pro Wrestling. There. You know something new this guy's trying to you know build a good show and try to give good wrestling back to indiana you know and i apparently on the 19th i think the date uh i'm wrestling adam bueller mm-hmm. no dq and a no dq match and i've seen a couple of videos of the young kid i tell you what he's got he's definitely got his hands full <laughs> It's funny because Adam is a young guy, but at the same time, Adam has been around for a long time as well. And I mentioned this to Randy. And, Joey, this is something a little scouting for you because uh, I'm sure Adam's doing the same thing. Uh, Adam Bueller is actually known as 
the king of the barefoot Lego deathmatch. So he's definitely hardened to an ODQ type of environment. Um, you know, and of course you've been in there 23 years, you've been in there with guys who have been through everything, but of course Adam Bueller has been through a hell of a lot too. How do you approach a guy like that that's, that's put his body through hell? I mean, how do you put somebody like that away? Now I'm not saying Adam Bueller beats everybody he gets in the ring with, still have to do something a little extra to put a guy like that down, I think. Well, you know, my, my game plan is just, you know, try to bounce smarting, um, you know, try to make sure I counter everything that he tries to do. Because, like you said, you know, he is a young guy. You know, I'm an older veteran in the business, you know. Um, young guys like that, you know, we got to watch out for because a lot of these young guys are really stepping up their game in this business. And, you know, like you said, Adam Bueller, he, he did that uh, Legos match. You know, my hat's off to him because that shit would hurt. But, you know, also, you know, a lot of people know the school of Robinson is like my brother. So I get a lot of hardcore advice from him. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Corporal, he could probably help you scout him for sure. And Jared just chimed in because uh, Corporal won the uh, Southern Slaughter Tournament out there in Carolina. So, yeah, a lot of experience to draw from for you. Yeah, you can oh, do yeah, much, worse, sure. much worse than to get advice from Corporal Robinson on, on an ODQ match. Uh, Joey, I'm pretty impressed. Like you said, 23 years in the business. That, that's that's a milestone, man. And uh, just uh, I'm curious, uh, let our listeners know, uh, you know, I know you got a no-DQ match coming up with Adam Bueller. Uh, is that primarily the style that you like to wrestle, the no-DQ, or are you more of a straight-up uh, in your 23-year career? Uh... Uh, me, I'm down for anything, you know, because, you know, I love this business. I love to entertain. And, yeah, I might have been in the business 23 years, but I still like to get out there and prove that I can still hang with the young guys and all the stuff that they do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, no knock on you at all. 23 years, nothing but respect for that. Uh, you know, I, I know guys who have to throw in the towel after 10, 12 years in the business. So, uh, you know, obviously you, you're, you're showing some resilience there. And, uh Phoenix Pro Wrestling this uh, October 18th, no DQ against Adam Bueller, one of the matches for the premiere uh, debut of this promotion. Uh, Travis, I'll hand it back over to you if you've got anything else. Joey, I know the focus was on PPW, but I do want to ask you one thing uh, about you. Um, you know, since you've been in the business for 23 years, can you talk about how how much the business has changed since, you know, from the time you started to now? Oh, Wow. It, it has really changed a lot in this business. You know, when I first started, uh, KFA was a really a big deal. And it seemed like the, the new generation nowadays has got away from KFA. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing that bothers me the most. And, you know, and plus, you know, back in the day when I first started, you know, all the rookies, you know, you was a rookie for five to six years. You paid your dues. You went out there and set the ring up. You know, you cleaned up. You did whatever was asked of you. And nowadays, it just seems like a lot of the younger guys just want to be the big superstar. Nobody wants to help. And, you know, that kind of irritates, you know, somebody has been in the business as long as I have. Because when I was younger, you know, I busted my butt, you know. I remember, you know, going around when I was a kid with my dad when he was wrestling, you know, setting up the bruiser's ring, you know. I was the you know, guy getting the jacket, you know. I think guys that start off in the business need to learn that part of wrestling to respect it more. 
I've heard some companies, and I won't name names, that have uh, kind of, you know, shunned these guys, these younger guys that aren't willing to, you know, help with the ring and, and things like that, that think they're veterans, but, you know, they haven't been around long enough for that type of thing. Have you, you know, you touched on it, but have you been seeing a lot of that in, in 2015, guys that are, you know, not getting, not as respectful as they once were? Yeah, I, I would have to say that is true. I've been seeing that a lot lately. Um and, and like you said, you know, it's just wrong because, you know, if you really love this business, you do what it takes for this business. It doesn't matter if you're out there advertising, setting up the ring. You do what you, you – you go out there and do. You show your respect for the business, and you try to promote everybody. You show you try to help everybody out because if you guys don't help out, we, you know, it, it can be a bullcrap show. If everybody helps out, we can have a successful show, and everybody's happy. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Joey, you uh, you came in, you helped promote PPW. So twenty three years in, you're you're still doing your job as a wrestler. Um, do you have any social media, Facebook page, Twitter, anything you want to throw out for anybody to be able to hit you up for bookings, et cetera? Yeah, um, you could go to hit on Facebook at Joey Kid Owens on Facebook, and and also that's the same as same as Twitter, Twitter. There you go. All right, Joey, thanks for coming in. Good luck against Adam Bueller on October 18th at PPW. Right on. Thank you guys for having me. Take care, buddy. Bye. I always like that different perspective from the talents that come on, whether they've been in the business for five years or 23 years. Pretty cool to hear, you know, the evolution of the business during that time. And, you know, I think that I kind of expected that he would say that, you know, kayfabe is one of the big changes there, Jer. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. That's that's one that you, you hear quite often. Um, you know, uh in, in the specific uh, you know, example like you said about not taking down the ring, uh, that's been a big issue uh here in recent months as well, uh, in the Carolinas. But uh, you know, not only preaching respect but uh, you know, and I don't know Joey Owens, uh, you know, this is the first time I've ever talked to him, but uh uh, you know, coming on uh and as a twenty three year veteran and helping promote this brand new promotion, uh not only preaching it but actually uh, you know, still doing his part, like you said. Uh really cool of him to call in and, and I respect that a great deal. You know, on the subject of people with respect and putting up rings and all those things, I have to tell you, um I've been to a lot of IWA Mid South shows. The hooligans have been in the business over ten years. The Vikings have been in the business quite some time. Jake, not as much, not not as long as the others, but I mean they've been around, especially you know Alex. But they still are putting up chairs, doing all the things that you know these first year guys uh, need to be doing. So I mean that's the type of, of of guys that you want in your locker room, and that's the reason why the hooligans and Vikings are able to travel the country and get booked every single place all around the uh, you know North America. Yeah, you absolutely want guys that'll do the things like put up the ring, uh, you know, interact with the fans, uh, you know, not only sell their merch, which you should support the wrestlers and sell their merch, but take, uh, you know, selfies and photos with the fans and, and really make it an interactive experience. But not only that, you also want guys who are veterans of the ring and who will, you know, not just sit there and collect their, their paycheck, but also kind of help the younger guys on the show. Uh, you know, that's certainly one thing I would be looking for on my shows. Uh, if and when, I hope one day I will be a promoter of shows. Uh, we can only hope. But 
Uh, that's one thing I would look for is guys like the Hooligans, guys like the Viking War Party who will come in there and not only give me a great match but also help uh, the other younger talents in the locker room, uh, you know, by giving them advice. So uh, nothing but respect for guys like that who, who go that extra mile. Uh, and, Travis, it does look like we have another caller on uh, Southern Illinois. If you want to go ahead and come on and, and uh, introduce yourself to us. What's going on? It's Big Bull Bronson. Bull, what's up, buddy? You know, it's been since, uh, well, you were preparing for Mikey McFinnigan for Outlaw Wrestling since we last spoke. You, of course, won that match, retained the title. So the Outlaw Wrestling champion is on the line. How's life? Uh, it's pretty good, man. Just hanging out with the kids, trying to stay out of trouble. You know what it is. Yep. I uh, you know. got a lot, a lot coming up this month, man. We'll be at uh, Re- or Phoenix Pro on uh, Sunday the 18th. Looking forward to making my debut there. Also Let's talk about that real up. quick. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, we'll talk about the other things as well. But, Bull, you know, you, you've got Phoenix Pro Wrestling. You're, you're debuting, again, for a new promotion. Um, what are your thoughts anytime you go into a new promotion? Are you skeptical because you've been around so long? Or is it one of those things where you're always exuberant, ready to get out there and prove yourself to a new fan base? Yeah, I always like performing in, new, in front of new fans, man. It's uh, I mean, I'm always nervous about what the locker room's going to be like or whatever, but other than that, man, it's just it's another show, it's another day. I do what I do in the ring no matter where I'm at. So it's just uh, another chance for me to perform people who ain't seen me before. Hey, uh, so you've probably looked it up and down, you know, the card or, or the roster, you know, people that you know, people that maybe you don't know. Are there some people that you gravitate towards in the locker room that you're familiar with? Um, I see that a uh, great Cheyenne will be there. I've worked shows with her before, great Malachi. I'm not really positive on who else is on this show. I've looked at the poster. don't really recognize too many of the guys. But, uh, man, it's always a chance to make new friends and uh, new contacts in the business. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. I talked to Randy, the guy that's uh, running it. He seems like a good dude. Uh, you know, as long as they got me a good opponent and my payday's there, I'm uh, more than happy to show up anywhere, man. There you go. Well, I mean, you are the man in a, a certain promotion that we love, you know, Outlaw Wrestling, and uh, I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about that. You've got Blake Edward Bellicus, uh, you know, here soon uh, coming up, and Blake has been tearing it up, getting more fanfare than you. I'm not trying to give you, a, you know, take anything away from you, but Blake's been getting that FIP fanfare and wherever else, but... You're the champion. You're the man there. He has to knock you off the uh, the mountain there. Uh, I mean, uh, how do you kind of approach Blake Bellicus when the time comes? I'm uh, I'm always ready for Blake. I've known Blake for quite a while. Um, he, he seems like a pretty good dude, man. Kind of a kind of an arrogant, kind of arrogant asshole, really. To be honest, I uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that he, he's gonna bring what he needs to bring with him to uh, Outlaw on the 11th. But uh, I know I'll be there. I'll be ready. Um, as far as FIP, I'm debuting there on the 23rd and 24th this month. And the only reason I haven't been out so much this year is because uh, I got a little legal trouble at the beginning of the year. So we're, I got all that taken care of. And uh, I'm being hitting towns, making shows, and uh, I'll be blowing guys like Blake out the water. I can't even say, what is his last name, Bellicus? Blake Edward Bellicus. It's yeah. changed from Blake Steele. So. Yeah. I'm a, I have no worries about Blake, man. I'm going to go into Outlaw on the 11th and uh do what I do best, man. Kick ass, take names. Ain't too many people out there that uh, can match me on the side of the strength or uh, in ring ability. So, uh, pretty confident in what I do, man. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's officially out there yet, but since you threw it out there, FIP, um, are, are you part of the trios tournament that they're doing? Uh, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I think uh, 
maybe. I might be with uh, the hooligans. Oh, nice. I think that would be a hell of a pairing. I'm sure you already know that. Oh, yeah, those guys are like brothers to me, man. We, uh, we're going there and tear it up no matter where we're at. Definitely. So, I'm uh, looking forward to that. Not to give it away, but, I mean, we're talking about FIP bringing in all sorts of great, you know, three-man tag teams, whether it's a submission squad and, I don't know, hopefully I'm not giving anything away, but, you know, Trevin can take it up with me considering we're buddies. Uh, you know, Team IOU will be down there, Hooligans, Bull Bronson. That is a hell of a stacked card. That is one way to get your name out there on top of everything else you're doing. Bull, one more thing. I do want you to throw out your social media because uh, I want people to be able to find you. Uh, you just hit me up on Facebook at Bull Bronson. Um, I got the Twitter. I never. I need to get on Twitter more often. I've, I've made it and never got back to it. So uh, I'll be. I'll be getting on Twitter soon. Um, just at Bull Bronson. Um, you can hit me up on Facebook anytime. Send me a direct message. I'll uh, answer anybody who needs anything know from me. I'm an open book, so just hit me up, guys. The Vader of the Indies, Bull Bronson. Man, you're always awesome that. to get you on. And we love it, dude. We love. It. Last week we actually talked to some people that had Vader on their show. So always cool to have, uh, you know, kind of one of the guys that we consider the Vader of the Indies on the show. So, Bull, you take care, man. And, of course, good luck coming up against Blake and then on October 18th at PPW. All right, man. I appreciate it. I hope to see you guys on the 11th, man. All right. Take care, bro. All right. Later. That was Bull uh, you know, representative, you know, for a company that features the Hooligans, Viking War Party, the Goon Squad, Blake Edward Bellicus, all sorts of people. Tryout show rejects will be on that show. So, um, lots of good things going down there. And the Hooligans, uh, I don't even want to call it their home promotion. It is their promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, like you said, you know, all those great trios coming. Uh, no way Trevin's going to get mad at us. All we're doing is promoting the, the great show that everybody should go check out if they're in the area because that trio's tournament is going to be off the chain. Yeah, I was privy to some names that I don't know if they were out there or not, but I said the hell with it, and I just went ahead and threw, out, threw them out there anyway. But that's okay. That's okay. Trevin didn't give me those names, and I won't say who did, so we'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but, no, that's going to be awesome. And you know the winner of the trio's tournament's probably going to be number one, let's face it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt that'll have a big impact on the rankings uh, once that tournament is completed. Uh, you know, we always look at that. So, um, what if like the Hooligans and a Bull Bronson win the tournament, and then the Hooligans get into the top fifty twice? Yeah, that'd be something, man. I mean, really, uh, you know, it's a very likely possibility uh, that they could get in because you know. Obviously, they're cemented in as a tag team in the top 50 when we run that down at the end of the year, but uh, could get in as a trio with Bull Bronson. and That would just further add to their legacy that they've created here with the Indy Power Rankings. Well, and then you have the possibility the Viking War Party could do it, and then they would would be the clear-cut highest uh, trios team uh, in the tag team top 50 because the the trios team already was in the tag team top 50 at the mid-year update, if they were to win that, that would just push them up even further. Yeah, certainly. And you got to think of the, well, you know, with the FIP uh, talent that they bring in, uh, it's possible that someone in our, you know, top 100 singles uh, could be a member of one of the trios teams as well. So, a lot of possible options there for them to to double up their uh, rankings here coming towards the end of the year. Yeah, you had people like Juicy Product last year that were ranked in singles and tags. You had uh, Michael Elgin and Ethan Page, kind of the same deal. 
Um, hooligans, you see them strictly in tags. But there are teams and there are, you know, people out there that kind of split their time. Sometimes that kind of hurts them because it keeps them from being as high as they could be if they focused on one or the other. But it's always cool to see them in both, like a like a Kyle O'Reilly last year, you know, people like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I guess we got about five minutes here before we get into the Carolina corner. Uh, one, uh, you know, thing that I'll throw at them will be talking about the 15th annual CWF Rumble coming up at 2 o'clock. Uh, I'll have Brad Stutz, the owner and promoter of CWF Mid-Atlantic, on with me. And, uh, you know, tournaments tend to have more of an impact on the official voters than uh, Battle Royals do, but uh, hopefully the CWF Rumble winner gets a little love uh, next week in the, the Indy Power Rankings voting. We'll have to see uh, who that ends up being. Yeah, I mean, it is the 15th annual Rumble, so there is some, some um, I don't wait there is what I'll say. Um, and I do have to throw this out, Jerry, since we talked a little bit about outlaw wrestling and I talked about tag team wrestling. Tomorrow on the Tag Team Top 5 reveal at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we will have a couple of first-timers to the uh, uh, show on. Slade Sludge, or Sade, Sade, is it Slade? Sade Sludge has been on before, and Dustin LeVay has not, and there are some funny-ass Dustin LeVay stories floating around. But The Firm will be on tomorrow I'm telling you, if you guys heard the Roscoe Eat Lisa show, it was one of the most hilarious things I've ever heard. This will be no different. I guarantee it. Anybody that travels with the hooligans, the Vikings, they're on shows with them, they got some weird shit to tell you. So at 3 p.m. tomorrow when we release the Tag Team Top 5, uh, right after that the firm comes on, and I guarantee we'll get some weird, great stories. Um, and, uh, Jerry, I do have to throw this out to you as well. I have no idea who's going to be number one in the Tag Team Top 5. No idea, and several people have voted already, but it's up in the air as far as I can tell. Yeah, a lot of parody this week, a lot of different interpretations. Uh, not quite as muddy as the singles rankings, but still quite a few contenders in the tag team top five this week, and we've already seen, uh, you know, you probably have the exact number, but uh, everybody hasn't voted yet, but I think we've seen at least three different number ones uh, so far already. Yep, and I expect people to still be that way. I don't think there's a oh, yeah. clear-cut number one this week whatsoever. So uh, it, it'll be fun to see, you know, and there's a hell of a lot of honorable mentions out there this week, so you're going to see a lot of teams mentioned this week. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens. That's all I can say, you know. I think there's a lot of deserving teams, and I'll have no issue with any of them at number one. So, Jerry, I'm going to duck out slightly early, so if you want to kind of transition into the corner right now, go for it, and I will uh, – I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay, buddy? All right, man, thanks. Later on. All right, Travis Desmond is out of here for the Indy Power Rankings IPR reveal. Uh, so we'll go ahead and jump into the Carolina Corner. Uh, of course, my name is Jer Polk. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at the one and only Jer. Uh, and today is all about the 15th annual CWF Mid-Atlantic Rumble. Um I'll say this probably ten times if I only say it once throughout the rest of the hour. Uh, the CWF Rumble is absolutely my favorite event of the calendar year uh, on the indies in this area. Uh, I've been the last two years, maybe the last three years, I believe, and it's always the greatest time. Uh, the CWF Rumble match itself is always the most exciting match uh, of the year. Uh, of course, last year, 
Uh, it was won by Lance Lude in an outstanding performance, uh, outlasting 29 other guys. Uh, the CWF Rumble runs much like the Royal Rumble. A uh, new competitor comes in every 90 seconds until all 30 men have entered the ring. Uh, when the smoke clears and the dust settles, uh, the winner of the CWF Rumble has a guaranteed title shot. Uh, at any of the PWI-sanctioned titles, such as the CWF Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight title, the PWI International Heavyweight title. Uh, so uh, right now they could challenge either Marcellus King or Zane Dawson. Uh, of course, those titles are always subject to change as well. But uh, this is a big event happening Saturday, October the 3rd in Gibsonville, North Carolina. We'll give you all the details plenty of times throughout the, the hour uh, so that you don't miss out on this big event. Uh, I know uh, you know people are coming from Virginia. Uh, people have been from Washington, D.C., uh, all coming very far from uh, to North Carolina to Gibsonville for this event each year. And uh, CWF does not expect any different this year. Uh, they are encouraging you to get your tickets online uh, as early as possible, www.cwf247.com, for all the information on the CWF Rumble and to get your tickets so that you're not turned away at the door because they are expecting standing room only for this great event. Uh, I will have guests calling in throughout the show to join me and help talk about the CWF Rumble. Uh, Brad Stutt should be joining me here in just a little bit, the owner and operator. Also, uh, we should be talking with CWS ace Eric Royal uh, here in a little bit. Uh, also, uh, a man that you can never count as an underdog in the CWF Rumble uh, is the over 400-pound uh, monster Aaron Biggs. Uh, I know he's got his sights set on winning the Rumble finally this year. Uh, and uh, he's always a big target in that rumble as people gang up against him to try to get him out as soon as possible. But, uh, you know, Aaron Biggs has his sights set on winning the rumble and elevating his career this year. Um, also, maybe some other special guests will be calling in throughout the hour to talk about their matchups. Uh, but we'll run down the entire card uh, as well uh, with our guests once they come on the line. Uh, again, it's the 15th annual CWF Rumble, and let me stop real quick and give props to CWF Mid-Atlantic as an organization. Uh, you're not going to find many promotions around the area that have been doing uh, indie wrestling as long as CWF Mid-Atlantic. And uh, before I go any further, it looks like we do have our guest on the line. Uh, I believe this may be Brad Stutz. Mr. Stutz, are you with us? Absolutely. How's everybody doing today? Doing great. Thank you, my friend, for joining us. Uh, just talking a little bit about the uh, this being the 15th annual uh, Rumble and, and the long history that you guys have been doing it and just giving you, uh, you know, as I always try to do a little bit of props for uh, the, the number of years that you guys have been running uh, quality events uh, in the Carolinas. And uh, you got a big one coming up this Saturday. Yeah, yeah. We always appreciate you being, you know, one of the biggest – supporters of independent wrestling in this area. There's a lot of people that find out about what we're doing out here. People all over the country and really all over the world that find out what we're doing out here. Uh, thanks to, you know, people like you and the rest of the guys at PWP. And we always appreciate that. 
And, uh, yeah, it's crazy how this thing has kind of taken on a life of its own in the past, you know, 15 years um, as far as starting from just something that we wanted to do to just see how it would go, and it has grown into being uh, the event every year that the most people look forward to and the most people call their favorite event of the year. It's really uh, awesome how it has grown into being this thing that everyone looks forward to all year long. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, take out my, you know, journalistic interest and, and just strip it down to just being a fan. And like I said in the intro there, uh, this is absolutely my favorite event of the calendar year, and I know I'm not alone in that. Uh, you know, I've been the last three years, and the CWF Rumble match itself is absolutely one of the most exciting events uh, of the calendar year, the most exciting for me. I will certainly get into the CWF Rumble match itself. Uh, but we'll look a little bit, if you don't mind, at the rest of the card first. And then uh, as our guests call in, I'll bring them on the line. Uh, I guess uh, we'll start with uh, last year's CWF Rumble winner, uh, Lance Lude. Uh, just if you have it, I'm sure that, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the CWF Rumble should be up on your YouTube page from last year for everyone yes, to check sir. out. And uh, Lance Lude's performance in that match was just simply amazing, outlasting 29 other guys. Uh, and uh, one year to the day almost, he cashes in his shot for the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship this Saturday, October 3rd, against the current champion, the Army of One, Marcellus King. Uh, talk a little bit about that matchup. Lance Lude's been through some injuries, and it's been a long time coming, this match for him. Yeah, the the backstory for this match and the the things that we are uh, using at our disposal to hype up this match are as real as you ever find in this line of work. Um, a year ago, Lance Lude was at the highest of highs. Uh, winning the CWF Rumble was on tap to be a part of some enormous things going forward uh, and then suffered an injury that sidelined him for several months. And, um, you know, we we hear a lot these days uh, in the media, in the news about concussions, um, but it is it's one of the realest things that, that can happen in this in this line of work, and it's one of the scariest uh, because a lot of guys, you know, when that happens to them, uh, everyone reacts to it in in different ways, you know. Um, and sometimes it does lead to, you know, uh, significant psychological effects more so than just, you know, feeling headaches and feeling not being able to, uh, to physically wrestle, sometimes you don't even feel like yourself, uh, and it's a really, really scary thing. And so Lance, you know, suffering a life-altering injury went from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows and was sidelined, was filled with self-doubt and aggravation and, you know, just 
you can imagine being someone who prides themselves on being able to to do incredible things and then all of a sudden feeling completely helpless, completely, you know, on the sidelines watching everyone else do these things, it takes a toll psychologically. So, you know, Lance had a lot of things physically and even, you know, psychologically and emotionally that he had to fight his way back from. And, you know, he's done that. And like I said, this this match is, you know, as real as it gets in our line of work. Um, he contacted me and he said, I want to I wanna use that title shot for the Rumble. I want to wrestle the champion. I want to see if I can still go. I want to see if I can still hang with the number one guy. And right now that's Marcellus King uh, on maybe the biggest role of his career. Uh, he's been knocking people out left and right. And... You know, it's it's a big match for both of them because it's one of the it's one of the first high profile title defenses for Marcellus King, and it's you know Lance Lude testing himself to see if he is as good as he was a year ago. And I know that he is taking this very seriously, and I know that he's taking that thought very seriously, that that's a big part of what it's about for him is to prove that uh, he hasn't lost anything in this time that he's been on the shelf. Yeah, that's an absolutely great point, uh, not to discount the physical uh, problems that Lance Lute's gone through with the concussions over the, the last several months, but uh, the psychological and emotional issues that that brings as well. Uh, because if you've ever seen Lance Lou perform, uh, you know that he performs to the best of his ability, uh, even does things that you would think he would not be able to do in the ring. He's just an electrifying performer, and, and to, to have that all taken away certainly takes a toll. Uh, to look at the other side of the coin, though, um, and I had Marcellus King on this show just two weeks ago, and uh, this is probably no surprise to you, Brad Stutz, but uh, Marcellus King has... Uh, not a bit of remorse about the way he won the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship. Uh, you know, I I talked about him being the first one to cash in the golden ticket under, um, uh, you know, such nefarious circumstances. And, uh, you know, to the surprise of no one, really, Marcellus King just laughed it off. Uh, by any means necessary is his, uh, you know, moniker, and uh, like you said, he's been knocking guys out left and right, knocked out Bobby Wolford, Evan Banks, uh, Nick Richards just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I guess talk about the the mean streak of the current Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Champion, and talk about, uh, you know, the, uh, this is not only Lance Lude's big return to CWF Mid-Atlantic, but talk about the danger of, uh, you know, those concussion problems and Marcellus King being the man who's going to be across the ring from him this Saturday. Yeah, that's something that, that Lance Lude is going to have to contend with, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's a very real threat. Um, Marcellus King, you know, hits as hard as anybody in the organization, hits as hard as anybody that you're going to find. And, uh, yeah, it's really, it's an interesting comparison between the two. It's an interesting sort of paradox in the sense that uh, both of them are kind of at a similar place 
in their careers where, you know, they both are, are more than 10-year veterans and are, you know, kind of at a point where if these things don't happen soon, they may not happen for them as far as, you know, winning championships and being, you know, considered among the elite, which I think both these guys have been considered among the elite. But I think it's that feeling of sort of being up against the clock that has brought out this mean streak in Marcellus King and brought out the notion that it's now or never. He's got to put on the best matches of his career. He's got to win. He's got to hold on to that championship because the fact of the matter is, you know, it may not come around again. Um, And I think that's what has brought out that sort of mean streak and that by any means necessary motto that he's been carrying around for the past few months is, you know, both these guys have their backs against the wall with time not being on their side, both have suffered injuries, both have, you know, broken their bodies down for, uh, what, more than 12 years now uh, here in CWF Mid-Atlantic. These are two veterans. These are two guys that both are coming in feeling like this is a matchup that they both have to win. And it's going to be a very interesting to compare the two and see, you know, what chances will Lance Lude take what maybe will he think better of? Will he be smarter maybe than he was a year ago and try and take fewer chances because the risk of a serious injury looms in the back of his head? And then you've got Marcellus King, who is so desperate to hold on to that position that he has wanted to be in for so long. Uh, it puts both of them in a very interesting place heading into this title match, I think. Yeah, absolutely. This Saturday, October the 3rd, Lance Lou taking on Marcellus King for the CWF Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship. Uh, this one's been a long time coming for both men. Uh, obviously, Lance Lou uh, on the recovery track from his injury, and Marcellus King having the title after 10 years, scrapping and crawling, clawing for that title. Uh, Brad, we'll uh, get back into the other card Um Shortly, I believe we do have a guest on the line to talk about the actual Rumble match itself. Uh, I believe at this time we are joined by Aaron Biggs. Aaron, are you there? I'm here. How's it going, baby? Going good, man. Thank you for giving us a little bit of time here to talk about the 15th annual CWF Mid-Atlantic Rumble. Uh, Obviously, Aaron, uh, you know, each year you have to be an odds-on favorite uh, to win this event, but also... Uh, I believe you're uh, a big target as well, as we've seen in the past. You know, it seems to be, uh, you know, the whole ring will gang up against you in an effort to get you out of there. Just talk about this this year, the CWF Rumble. Uh, I know you've got big plans this year to, to elevate yourself and, and possibly come out of this thing uh, the last man standing this year. Yeah, most definitely. Um, this is my second Rumble. Um Yes, like I said, if you're, if you're a betting man, put put your money on bigs. But like you said, everybody is, is targeting me because I'm the most – one single man can't get me out the ring. I've been in rumbles. I've been in the last rumble. I was taken out by multiple people. Like, it's just uh, 
if if the biggest guy is giving, you know he'll give you an issue. Let's try to get him out first attitude. But you, you just keep fighting. You keep fighting, and you fight everybody else. And I, I plan to be the last man standing. Um, in these rumbles, you don't know who's coming. All you got to do, all you do is wait for the countdown to hit zero and listen for the music and wait for the guy to hit the interest ramp, and you just keep going. But none of that matters to me. I'm I'm all about winning. I want to I wanna win this because I know I'm guaranteed a title shot. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we've seen you uh, in the past, uh, I'm, you know, do battle with the current CWF Mid-Atlantic champion, Marcellus King, uh, on CWF Worldwide. Uh, I know you're still uh, focused on actually getting the job done and winning the Rumble this Saturday. Uh, have you put any thought into, uh, you know, if you should win the Rumble, uh, is it going to be Marcellus King who you're going to go after? How can I put this? I would love to see Lance Lude win the CWF Mid-Atlantic. I, I have very much a lot of respect for Lance Lude. He's been through a lot, and I know this would, this will, so to speak, if he if he wins this championship, this will be his icing on the cake, pretty much, to to bounce back from everything that he's gone through here in the past couple of months to winning the CWF title. That that would be great. But the only reason I got into it with Marcellus is because he was trying to, I don't know, maybe maybe end end my boy Chris Lee, and I wasn't about to let that happen. That elbow is a vicious. It's a it's a vicious elbow. He knocked me out, and you know I'm I'm six four six five, three hundred plus four hundred if you want to go there. Um, that that if you knock me out, then you know you got to you you got to move. But if I had to pick who I would like to go after, I I pray I pray that he's still champ. I pray that he's still because if I can win this thing. If I can win this thing, I'm going after Marcellus. He owes me a rematch anyways. Not even for the title. I just want Marcellus. And certainly that would be a great fight, uh, much like the first one was. And as you did mention, Marcellus was able to to knock you out in that Weaver Cup matchup. Uh, But it would be great to see you guys uh, go one-on-one. But we still have the the Lance Lude versus Marcellus King Saturday night to see who walks out of there with the championship. Uh, Brad Stutz, I guess, before we uh, let Aaron Biggs go, um, I guess, uh, can you talk about the, you know, he did mention that last year was his first Rumble. Can you talk about the experience of having your first Rumble under your belt uh, and and how you think that may play out for for Aaron this year? Um, And, uh, you know, I I guess, would you agree that uh, you have to, as Aaron said, bet on Biggs this Saturday night? Yeah, the Rumble's unlike anything else we do. Uh, uh, some trivia, uh, Gemini Kid, uh, who's Coach Gemini, uh, Gemini Kid hated them as a wrestler and outright refused to be in several of them because of that uh, air of unpredictability. If you are, you know, you can be in the ring and think that things are going your way and you're about to accomplish something, eliminate someone, hit something, and all of a sudden you get blasted from behind, you aren't paying attention, and someone else has come in the ring. Uh, You never know who's going to come from anywhere. Uh, I really like Aaron Biggs' chances. He's one of my favorite people to watch. And if you see him on 
uh, an event, you know, anywhere else in North Carolina or anywhere else he goes, if you go see him at, at Firestar or any of the other places, uh, AML, you know, he's, he's on the brink of having that career-defining moment at CWF. He's on the verge of having that night that catapults him. And the Rumble can do that, especially when, like you said, it's going to take more than one person to get him over the top rope. Um, I think his chances are great, and I think it's, it could absolutely, uh, that could absolutely be the scene at the end of the night, Saturday night, as Aaron Biggs with his hand raised as the last man standing. Uh, and he always does us proud and represents CWF proudly everywhere he goes. Uh, that would be uh, an amazing moment and an amazing night and a great ending to the night that everybody looks forward all year if he is the last man standing. Uh, I hope he is. I wish him the best of luck. Absolutely. That could be a career-defining moment this Saturday, October the 3rd, for Aaron Biggs in the CWF Rumble. Aaron, uh, before you get out of here, first I want to thank you for giving us a little bit of time today to come on and talk about the Rumble, but I'll leave it to you to to give the other 29 men who are going to step into that ring this Saturday some some parting words. And then if you'd like, before you uh, leave out of here, uh, give all of our listeners your social media information where they can kind of keep up with the trajectory of your career and uh, uh, go ahead and, and give some final words to the other 29 men for this Saturday night. All right, Jay, man. I, I thank you for having me. And uh, anytime you want to talk, buddy, I'm I'm here. Um, to those 29 other men that he's referred to, Biggs is on a mission. And his mission is to win this year's CWF Rumble. And if you get in my way, you're either going to get steamrolled and tossed over that top rope. Believe that. <laughs> And for those who want to follow me on Twitter, it's it, my Twitter handle is uh, Aaron Biggs Pro. Um, that's A A R O N B I G G S P R O. Aaron Biggs Pro. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. Um, the my fan page is spelled the same exact way. So um, follow me. Click the like button. You know, I'm I'm new around. I've been around for about two. Two to three years now, and you know I'm I'm on my way, so to speak. I just I just got to take my time, remain humble, and you'll see me in different places. Absolutely, Aaron Biggs. We appreciate it, man. Thank you for the time, and good luck this Saturday at the Rumble. Thank you, brother. Take it easy, uh, Stutz. Yes, sir. We'll see you Saturday. All right, brother. All right, Aaron Biggs joining us to talk about the CWF Rumble this coming Saturday, October the 3rd. Uh, has to be considered an odds-on favorite. Has a little bit of uh, experience under his belt from competing last year in his first Rumble match. Uh, and as Brad Stutz said, this is a guy who's on his way and just on the brink uh, waiting for that big moment. And this Saturday could be that big moment. Uh, thank you again to Aaron for joining us. Uh, but we talked about the uh, Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship match. I'm still joined here by a CWF Mid-Atlantic owner-operator, Brad Stutz, who's given us uh, his time today, which I really appreciate. Uh, we'll move into another match um, uh, besides the CWF Rumble match itself, Brad. Uh, and one that I'm really looking forward to uh, is 
Uh, this one's been a long time coming, and you can give our listeners, uh, you know, a little bit of the history. I think we could talk for three hours about the history between Lee Valiant and Eric Royal, but they've been on an absolute collision course, and, and they're going to finally meet up uh, for only the second time one-on-one uh, this Saturday, Lee Valiant versus Eric Royal, and uh, it's a grudge match, but I think that's an understatement to call this a grudge match. Yeah, absolutely it is, and uh, you know, the history between those two, uh, again, it's very real. It came from a very organic place. Uh, they used to travel together years ago. They, you know, were a team several times in Eric's uh, formulative years as a pro. And, you know, I was I was in that car plenty of times. I was, I was at their houses. I was uh, in that group, so to speak. And I saw, you know, the relationship between the two of them. And uh, when Lee Valiant won the Middle Atlantic Heavyweight title back in, uh, what, 2010, 2011, uh, you know, Eric Royal was, you know, the first one in the ring. And and uh, when Eric Royal was the Middle Atlantic Heavyweight champion uh, for that historic reign, I know how proud Lee was of the job that Eric was doing carrying this organization. And... So for them to be now on opposite sides, for them to be on opposite uh, of opposite ideologies and and philosophies, uh, has put them at conflict for the first time in their professional lives. And I'm super excited to see what these two put together this Saturday night because uh, Lee Valiant. You know his his attitude, his uh, way that he carries himself, no matter where he's at in his life, is still a phenomenal wrestler from bell to bell. And I think Eric Royal uh, kind of always Eric Royal kind of always has a, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, even when he was the Mid Atlantic Heavyweight Champion, uh, even when he had been the Mid Atlantic Heavyweight Champion for over a year. Eric Royal constantly feels like he has something to prove, and he con- he does not. Eric does not know uh, what it feels like to be complacent, what it feels like to just sit back and rest. Eric is constantly moving forward. He is constantly uh, has something to prove, and I think he's got something to prove to Lee here, which is that uh, he has surpassed him, which is that. Uh, he can be the one to to carry this organization forward and quell uh, the threat of the riot. So I, I think it's going to be uh, very exciting. I think it's going to be high impact. I think it's going to be intense. Uh, I don't know if Lee has an answer for Eric's tendency to just run through someone and throw them all over the building. If he doesn't, he's going to get beat. Uh, Simple as that. Uh, But I do think it's a matchup both guys are looking forward to for different reasons. It's a match that both guys walk into with something to prove for different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, this is really a match of, uh, you know, polar opposites. Uh, You know, Lee Valiant, uh, as you said, a great wrestler. You can't take anything away from him in the ring. But he's made no secret that his mission is to tear down CWF Mid-Atlantic and everything uh, 
uh, in it. And uh, like you said, Eric Royal uh, always has something to prove, always has a chip on his shoulder, and sort of takes on that responsibility on his shoulders of being the flag bearer for CWF Mid-Atlantic, CWF Mid-Atlantic's ace. So you've got, uh, you know, the guy who's trying to tear it all down and the guy who is trying to prevent, uh, you know, his home organization, the organization where he carried the belt for uh, more than, you know, longer than anyone else in the long history of the promotion, uh, Lee Valiant versus Eric Royal this Saturday, October the 3rd in Gibsonville at the CWF Rumble. Uh, I expect a fight. I expect, uh, you know, it to not be too pretty. Uh, to be honest with you, and uh, but uh, it's going to be intense, uh, I believe is the word you used, and um, I would tend to agree with you if Lee Valiant, uh, you know, is relying on tricks and, uh, you know, things like that, and, uh, you know, he, he may end up, uh, you know, with a, a bad realization that Eric Royal is there to just run through him this Saturday. And uh, hopefully Eric's going to join us here in a few minutes, and we'll get his thoughts on that matchup. Uh, but uh, a, a lot of emotion, a lot of history in that matchup between these two. And, uh, you know, obviously also weighing on the mind of Eric Royal, um, who always, as you said, has a chip on his shoulder. Is Lee Valiant stealing a win in the Weaver Cup from him? Uh, so in their only one-on-one matchup, Levi did steal that win to advance in the Weaver Cup, so that's another thing that, that's probably going to be on Eric Royal's mind going into this Saturday. Yeah, I think uh, the interesting thing about that is at the time, Valiant still had uh, Nick Richards sort of in his back pocket, sort of doing his dirty work for him, and I don't know if that's true anymore, so he could find himself really going one-on-one, truly one-on-one with Eric for the first time on Saturday. Uh, And that's something to watch as always. Uh, Just so many different elements, so many different uh, personalities uh, that are all going to come together on Saturday in, you know, the three big matches on the undercard. And then that 30-man rumble, we're going to see so many different philosophies and personalities and fighting styles and everything come together uh, in one match, one night. Uh, It really is the most exciting night of the year for CWF Mid-Atlantic, and we're all looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. That's not just a tagline. As I said, take my journalistic responsibilities out of it. As a fan, it is absolutely the most exciting night of the calendar year. And uh, before we get too far away from Lee Valiant versus Eric Royal, which we'll go back over the car before we close the show out for sure, but, um, you know, and I do want to talk about Nick Richards and the maturation, the transformation of him in the in the recent months. Uh, it's It's been uh, amazing to watch, amazing to see the fans kind of uh, cling on to Nick Richards here recently. Uh, but uh, Levi does not have him to, to rely on possibly Eric Andrews. We'll have to see how that shakes out this Saturday. But, uh, you know, one thing, uh, Eric Royal has been making a formidable tag team in recent weeks with uh, the returning Ray Kandrak. And i got to tell you, Brad, when I saw those two guys for the first time as a tag team, I thought uh, these guys could cause some trouble for any two men in the CWF Mid-Atlantic, and uh, Ray Kandrak and Eric Royal have been a more than formidable tag team over these last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, – it's two guys that have 
sort of always been compared to each other. They started training in the same place, the Mid-Atlantic Dojo, uh, at about the same time. I think uh, Kandrak may have a year ahead of Royal, if that, um, but they started at, at about the same time. They were in a lot of training camps and, and training sessions together, and I think they were kind of immediately compared to each other, being uh, the two biggest kids in the group and uh, very similar athletically, very similar styles in the ring. And then as they made their way up into the pro ranks, uh, they were kind of married to each other for a long time. And uh, with Kandrag joining the All-Stars, Eric Royal being at odds with the All-Stars so many times, you know, uh, Kandrak took the television title from Royal at, at one Battlecade, and then two years later, it was Royal taking the heavyweight title from Kandrak. So they've kind of been sort of married to each other in different ways for a long time, and to see them come together as a team has been very exciting and very uh, invigorating for both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Just two guys who, whose careers have kind of always uh, collided one way or another, uh, most of the time in battles between one another, but now making that formidable tag team. Uh, and speaking of tag team wrestling, this Saturday, October the 3rd, is the date, the 15th annual CWF Rumble, uh, 1001 Springwood Avenue in Gibsonville. Get your tickets early because they are expecting standing room only for this great event. CWF247.com is the place to get all the information and get your tickets uh, so you're not left out when you get to the door this Saturday, October 3rd. And uh, this uh, Saturday, speaking of tag team action, it's going to be the Mid-Atlantic Tag Team titles on the line, Chet Sterling and Trevor Lee defending against worst-case scenario, Ethan Case and Elijah Evans the fourth. Uh, another match that just has uh, unlimited potential, Brad. Yeah, this is this is one uh, that I've wanted to do for about 10 months now. When Trevor and Chip first won the tag titles back in December, and, you know, you start looking at, uh, at, at matchups to, to put on and teams that are making a name for themselves and, and teams that are on the rise and people that are on the rise. Uh, worst case scenario was at the top of that list. And uh, it's very interesting the way that Ethan Case and uh, Chet Sterling have caused paths a few times. Chet Sterling has faced Elijah Evans in a singles match. They've faced off in a big eight-man but this is going to be the first time that we've had the two-on-two for the tag team titles. Uh, you know, Sterling has defended the television title. Ethan Case has defended the Ultra J title. But this is the first time that the tag team titles are going to go on the line. And honestly, it, it's two of the most innovative, two of the freshest, two of the most exciting teams on the circuit. And it's going to be really, really exciting to see what they come up with and just to see this match unfold before our eyes because these are four guys that can do it all, that can do anything. And I'm so looking forward to just literally just these four tearing the house down. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
I think it's a shoot to say that this is two of the best tag teams over the last year uh, in the Southeast on the independent wrestling scene going at it for the Mid-Atlantic Tag Team titles this Saturday, October the 3rd in Gibsonville. So um, if if you're not familiar, uh, you know, if you've been under a rock, you don't know Trevor Lee, uh, Chet, or uh, worst case scenario, uh, as Brad said, they've they've had their battles over the last several months. Uh, never, uh, you know, two on two like they're going to have this Saturday with uh, the CWF Mid Atlantic Tag Team Titles on the line. Uh, so this is just another uh, match that is going to tear the house down this Saturday. And um, talk about Chet Sterling really quickly, Brad, um, on a roll like no one else uh, in the Southeast right now. I would say. Yeah, there's no one else like him. Uh, he, he just has that rare combination where he just he can do it all. Uh, he's he's a charming guy, uh, professional. He's the guy that everybody wants to work with. Uh, he's the guy that I get the most calls about from other promoters uh, saying, hey, we want Chet Sterling on our card. Um, he just has that 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 it factor about him that draws people to him, uh, and this past year has been, uh, like you said, a career year for him. Television champion and one half of the tag team champion, uh, picking up that television title from our good friend Manny Garcia, uh, and ever since then he's been carrying around both belts all all summer and now into the fall. And, yeah, he just has that something special about him where uh, you're drawn to him. And he's the guy everybody wants to work with. He's the guy that everybody wants to have on their card. And in a lot of ways has really been the MVP of 2015. So it's going to be a pleasure to see him uh, prove that he belongs in there with some of the best guys on the circuit like he's going to be in there with on this Saturday night. And I can say that with complete confidence because every time Chet Sterling has been put in there uh, with the best guys, he's always shown that he belonged among them. So that's going to be uh, not even – it's going to be a test for him, but more than anything, it's just going to be another instance, another example, another chance for him to show what he can do and show that uh, he really is maybe the best prospect in all the Carolinas right now. Uh, so that's going to be, that's going to make things uh, very intriguing there just to see how well he holds his own against more experienced guys who have wrestled, you know, top tier guys from all over the country. And we've got this, this prospect, this guy that has, has not really left North Carolina yet. He will, uh, but has not really left North Carolina yet, and he's going to mix it up with those guys and see how well he can hang. Uh, I, I think he's going to knock it out of the park like he's been doing all year long. Yeah, absolutely. I can't argue one bit with him being the MVP of 2015. And, uh, you know, not a knock on Chet Sterling at all because he's as talented as they come. But, uh, you know, over the last several months with him shouldering the load of being a double champion for months upon months, uh, you know, I couldn't help as a fan watching your product, watching CWF Worldwide, watching the live events, uh, to think, you know, this has got to be the night that Chet Sterling runs out of gas and just can't hold on to one of those titles. And he always rises above and seems to, 
you know, pull that out and arguably should have been the 2015 Weaver Cup winner this year had it not been, you know, a numbers advantage that he just couldn't overcome. Uh, but beating uh, two CWF Mid-Atlantic champions in that tournament, uh, Brad Attitude and Marcellus King uh, and, and Chet Sterling uh, had some of the, the best matches in the Weaver Cup, in my opinion, this uh, past year. And, you know, just when you think he's going to run out of gas and he can't shoulder that load anymore, uh, you know, Chet Sterling pulls it out from somewhere. And, uh, you know, that's what he expect this Saturday uh, for the Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Championship defense. Uh, Chet Sterling and Trevor Lee against Ethan Case and Eliza Evans the fourth. Uh, it is going to be a match for the ages. I'll go ahead and tell uh, the listeners that. And, um, you know, definitely check that out for sure. Uh, we are going to be joined by Eric Oil in just a little bit here, about 2.45. He's going to give us a call, so we'll talk a little bit about him and Lee Valiant uh, before we wrap up here. But we'll go ahead and get into the 30-person over-the-top rumble match, uh, Brad. And uh, we have a couple of confirmed participants already from, um, you know, this past week, CWF Worldwide. Uh, and I haven't got enough promotion in for CWF Worldwide this hour, so really quickly I'll say, youtube.com backslash CWF Mid-Atlantic every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Check out CWF Worldwide. I say it on this program every week. Uh, It is a regular part of my wrestling watching uh, each week, and it should be a part of yours as well. Just a great one-hour wrestling show uh, for free every Wednesday on YouTube. Uh, And tomorrow night there will be some more participants announced for the CWF Rumble. But as I said, already announcing uh, their participation in the match, former Mid-Atlantic champion Brad Attitude, uh, former Mid-Atlantic champion the assassin Ray Kandrak, who we talked about earlier. Uh, PWX world champion John Schuyler has announced his intention to uh, compete and uh, seems pretty confident that he's going to win this thing. Uh, as we talked about earlier, we had Aaron Biggs on the line. Uh, Aaron Biggs disagrees with John Schuyler and the other 28 men in this match and thinks that this year is his year. Michael the Fury McAllister, Sith, uh, already uh, declared their spots for the CWF Rumble. And, uh, Brad, I'll get your thoughts on all of these entrants really quickly, but uh, also your uh, broadcast announce partner, Cecil Scott, has uh, claimed his staked his claim to a spot in this year's Rumble. Uh, enjoy his uh, commentary each and every Wednesday on CWF Worldwide. Interested to see, uh, you know, what Cecil Scott has left in the tank for this 15th annual CWF Rumble and all the other uh, competitors that we've announced so far. Well, I think the key for Cecil, maybe more than anybody in the match, is going to be luck of the draw. Um, you know, a high number is going to do him a great service. A low number is going to do him a great disservice simply because he doesn't wrestle a full schedule anymore. And, you know, no matter what you're doing on a treadmill or, or running on a track or whatever, uh, it, there's no substitute for what it's like to be in the ring. Uh, it, there's just nothing like being in ring shape, as they call it. So I think Cecil, maybe more than anybody, uh, is going to need the luck of the draw to be a player in this thing. Um, I think the same kind of holds true for Aaron Biggs. You know, if he ends up in those first five or ten, uh, I don't know if he's got the stamina to last the whole way. Uh, certainly, if he can just hold court in the ring and, and throw people out at will, then then he'll do all right. Um, 
but yeah, there's just so many variables, so many X factors, you know, who's going into this match hurt, who's going into it a hundred percent. And, uh, not only that, but when you've got multiple arms and legs flying around everywhere, it's easy to get hurt in the course of the match. So even if you were a hundred percent, when your name was called, uh, it takes, you know, less than a minute for that to get shot to heck. Uh, it's just, there's just nothing else like the rumble match. Uh, and I think, Maybe this year more than any other, it really is kind of anybody's ball game. There really can be uh, the, anyone left standing at the end of the night, and I think uh, I think Brad Attitude would certainly have you believe it's going to be him. I think John Schuyler would certainly have you believe it's going to be him. Uh, but I would hope that all 30, including, you know, Cecil Scott, who absolutely in his heart uh, thinks he's going to win this thing, I would hope that all 30 would have that same mentality of I'm going to be the last one standing and you're going to have to kill me to get me out of this ring. That's one of the things that makes this match so exciting and so much fun is that everybody wants it so bad and everybody puts their best foot forward on Rumble Night. Yeah, absolutely. You have to think everyone goes in there with the mindset that no one's getting me over this top rope. Uh, you know, hell or high water, I'm going to be the last man standing. Uh, you know, possibly except for the exception of Ethan Alexander Sharp, if he enters this year, who will probably just try to buy his way to the end. But, um, you know, we'll have to see how that shakes out. Um uh, I guess talk, uh, we talked a little bit about Michael McAllister and Sis. Uh, really quickly, I guess, touch on the, the, the journey that they've been on this year, uh, searching for uh, him, obviously, uh, you know, referring to Mecca Mercenary, and, uh, you know, they're going to be entered in the CWF Rumble. Uh, is all their attention, like we mentioned, going to be on winning this thing? Uh, Michael McAllister seems like uh, he's, uh, a couple of jelly beans short of a full bowl lately. Yeah, he's a lot. He's a lot harder to contend with now than he was a couple of years ago. Um, the increasingly unstable uh, Michael McAllister is a threat in this thing. Uh, really, everyone is a threat in this thing because, like I touched on earlier, if you can club somebody from behind, uh, you can do some damage. And with the the, the rate and the pace in which everyone. Uh, comes into the ring, virtually everyone has that opportunity to just club someone in the back of the head and take advantage and do whatever. Um, McAllister and Sis, I don't really hang out with them. I don't really know where their head's at. Um, but that's a great point. If they are, or anyone is, uh, distracted from the goal, if they are distracted from the end of the rainbow, so to speak, in this thing, uh, that's going to make them more vulnerable for someone else to scoop up and scoop out of the ring. Uh, I would hope that they would be as focused as the other 28 are going to be, uh, but who knows when those two, uh, who knows when it comes to those two. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let me just say really quickly, she she's crazy, but Sis is absolutely one of my favorite women in independent wrestling. I love to watch her wrestle. She's impressive. If you haven't seen Sis with her suplexes, she's she's like no other women's wrestler. Uh, and so so the the mental issues aside, she's very impressive. And uh, uh, you know, 
check out CES on CWF Worldwide and your local live events with CWF. Uh, but like Brad said, um, you know, you got to keep your, your focus in it or, you know, you could be dumped out at any moment and it's over for you. Uh, Brad Attitude, Ray Kandrak, John Schuyler, Aaron Biggs, Michael McAllister, Sis, Cecil Scott, uh, and more announcements coming tomorrow on CWF Worldwide at 9 p.m. YouTube.com backslash CWF Mid-Atlantic. Uh, this is the Indy Power Rankings Carolina Corner. My name is Jared Polk, and I'm joined uh, graciously by Brad Stutz, the owner and operator of CWF Mid-Atlantic for this hour talking about this Saturday, October 3rd, 15th annual CWF Mid-Atlantic Rumble. Uh, 1001 Springwood Avenue in Gibsonville is the location, 7.30 bell time. Get your tickets early for this event uh, so you're not turned away at the door uh, or expecting a sellout for this one, uh, the best event of the calendar year, the most exciting, the most uh, fun night. Uh, www.cwf247.com is your destination for all the information and uh, to get your tickets so you're not shut out at the door um, so you can be a part of this big event this coming Saturday. And um, as we said earlier, Brad, uh, you know, just a combustible night with uh, Levi versus Eric Royal, Mid-Atlantic Tag Team titles on the line. Ethan Case and Elijah Evans, the fourth, taking on Trevor Lee and Chet Sterling, the current Tag Team Champions. Um, and then, of course, the Army of One, Marcellus King, defending the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship against last year's uh, CWF Rumble winner, Lance Lude. Uh, so just a couple of the matches in addition to the CWF uh, Rumble, the 30-person over-the-top Rumble. Uh, works very much like the the Royal Rumble, uh, WWF, WWE's version. Every 90 seconds, a new competitor will come into the ring until there is only one man left standing, one man or woman left standing, should I say. Um, I, I guess uh, we'll wait on Eric Rowe to come in and help finish up the show to talk about his uh, match with uh, Levi coming up, Brad, but... Uh, I guess uh, any other information you want to get out there as far as uh, this coming Saturday's CWF Rumble or anything else coming up on the calendar for CWF Mid-Atlantic? Yeah, just to stress, to if, if you want to join us in Gibsonville this Saturday night, please get your tickets early at CWF247.com. Uh, we are anticipating a sellout. We are anticipating standing room only. The advance has been as strong as any advance in the history of this building. Uh, we're expecting a full house. Get your tickets early so that we do not have to turn you away uh, and, and make your plans to join us because it's going to be amazing. Uh, after that on the calendar, we've got Friday night, October the 16th, uh, for the Rising Generation League event. Uh, it's going to be the start of the 2015 Rising Generation League tournament. Uh, Jesse Adler will defend uh, the RGL title throughout the tournament. If uh, he's defeated, the title vacates until the eventual finals. Uh, and then the very next night, Saturday night, October the 17th, uh, will be the 2015 Ultra J Showcase. Uh, Ethan Case and a load of others, uh, some of the best junior heavyweights on the planet are going to join us for that one. Uh, so it's a big, exciting month of October with those three events. And, of course, uh, tickets and information on all of them are available at CWF247.com. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter at CWF Mid Atlantic. Like us on Facebook at CWF Mid Atlantic. And every Wednesday, wherever you are in the world, a brand new episode of CWF Worldwide drops absolutely free at youtube.com backslash CWF Mid-Atlantic. It's all the best action from uh, the previous Saturday night's event. It's brought to you absolutely free. Uh, We are just trying to expose what we're doing in the Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium to as many eyeballs as possible and get as many people uh, as there are out there that will talk about CWF Mid-Atlantic, check out what we're doing, so a new episode drops for free every Wednesday, no matter where you are in the world, at youtube.com backslash CWF Mid-Atlantic. Uh, and, of course, if for whatever reason you're not following them, you need to follow PW Ponderings because they're the ones that are uh, always have our results up in a timely matter, us and a lot of other organizations. Uh, really, your number one source for independent wrestling uh, is pwponderings.com and at pwponderings on Twitter. Uh, and I, I absolutely am certain that you guys will be uh, the first ones to have the results of everything this Saturday night as it goes down. Yeah, well, absolutely, and I'll hopefully be before any of my colleagues there because I plan to be in attendance this Saturday for the fourth year in a row for the CWF Rumble. Uh, you know, wouldn't want to miss it. Uh, always have a great time. Appreciate the the generosity of the whole crew there in Gibsonville uh, each time I come out there. Um, But as Brad said, definitely check out CWF Worldwide each and every Wednesday. Uh, It's a part of my regular routine, Uh, NXT at 8, CWF Worldwide at 9. Great Wednesday worth of wrestling there. And uh, I believe it's the 20th episode coming up for CWF Worldwide, so congratulations to everybody involved on that and hope to see many, many more of those, Brad. Yeah, it's been a great uh, little project that we've been on for the past few months, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, keep churning them out for the, as long as uh, as long as people are interested in checking us out, as long as we've got the best wrestling. Uh, we're going to keep doing everything we can to blast it to uh, as many uh, computer screens and TV screens and cell phones and iPads as, as possible uh, every Wednesday night. Absolutely, and, and Brad, I'll get ready to close the show up here and uh, keep it open for Eric Oil if he gets a chance to call in. If not, head out to Gibsonville if you're within uh, shouting distance and see him this Saturday take on Lee Valley at one-on-one, uh, the flag bearer for CWF against the flag bearer for the riot. Uh, Lee Valley versus Eric Royal. CWF Mid-Atlantic Tag Team titles on the line. Chad Sterling and Trevor Lee take on worst-case scenario. Marcellus King, the CWF Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Champion, takes on last year's Rumble winner, Lance Lude. And, of course, the 30-man over-the-top CWF Rumble. Uh, Brad, thank you for being so gracious with your time today and co-hosting this deal with me today. I look forward to the event coming up this Saturday, um, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, hopefully, uh, about some upcoming events for CWF. Absolutely a pleasure anytime, and uh, we will see you and hopefully everyone else this Saturday night. Thank you. And that was CWF Mid-Atlantic owner-operator Brad Stutz joining me for the entire hour of the Carolina Corner today. Uh, Honestly, just such a great event coming up this Saturday. 
uh, as I said, take out all of my journalistic uh, responsibilities uh, towards uh, indie wrestling in the Carolinas. As a fan, this is where I would be Saturday night, Gibsonville, North Carolina, the CWF Rumble. Get your tickets as early as possible at CWF247.com. They are expecting a sellout with a strong advance uh, on ticket sales and standing room only, so you don't want to get turned away in Gibsonville this Saturday night. Secure your tickets. Bring out the kids for this family-friendly event, um, the 15th Annual CWF Mid-Atlantic Rumble. Uh, as I said, already making their intentions known to be a part of the Rumble are former CWF Mid-Atlantic champion Brad Attitude. Brad Attitude has had some of the greatest matches of the calendar year for CWF Mid-Atlantic. If you missed his match with Trevor Lee, uh, nearly over 40 minutes, uh, just a slugfest, an absolute uh, psychological back-and-forth battle that degenerated into a slugfest. Really go check that match out. Brad Attitude defending the CWF Mid-Atlantic title against Trevor Lee from a few months back on CWF Worldwide. Uh, also, the former Mid-Atlantic champion Ray Kandrak uh, is in this. Uh, 30-person over-the-top rope rumble. PWX world champion John Schuyler. Of course, he's a frequent guest of the Carolina Corner. He's made his intentions known to be in Gibsonville this Saturday and be part of the rumble match. Uh, Michael McCure- Fury McAllister, sis, and broadcast announcer and part-time uh, wrestler, longtime CWF Mid-Atlantic talent, Cecil Scott. And, of course, Aaron Biggs, who joined us earlier in the program to talk about his intentions of winning the Rumble this year. Um, we wish good luck to, to big Aaron Biggs. And as Brad Stutt said, it could be a career-defining moment this Saturday for Aaron Biggs. Uh, more announcements should be coming tomorrow on CWF Worldwide as more and more talent declare their spots for the 15th annual CWF Mid-Atlantic Rumble this Saturday, October the 3rd in Gibsonville. Uh, the field will be more uh, rounded out coming up uh, tomorrow on CWF Worldwide, 9 p.m. free, uh, as Brad said. Anywhere in the world, log on to YouTube youtube.com backslash CWF Mid-Atlantic. You can see all the past episodes of CWF Worldwide. Plenty of action there and plenty of great matches, including the entire 2015 Weaver Cup. Uh, Great matches between Brad Attitude and Trevor Lee, uh, Brad Attitude and Chet Sterling, Marcellus King, and uh, Brad Attitude CWF Mid-Atlantic title match. Uh, Darius Lockhart taking on Trevor Lee was a particularly great match just a couple of weeks back that I suggest everybody check out. Uh, you can see the maturation and uh, change of Nick Richards, which is, uh, for me, one of my favorite things going on in the independent scene right now, not only in North Carolina but all over the world. Nick Richards uh, has you know, really struck a chord with the fans in CWF Mid-Atlantic and, um, you know, uh, kind of broke away from the riot who weren't really, uh, you know, showing him the respect he deserved, having some great matches uh, here recently with, uh, you know, most recently Marcellus King, uh, where Nick Richards nearly became the CWF Mid-Atlantic champion. Uh, So we continue to watch that change and that evolution of Nick Richards. 
uh, now that his former tag team partner, Jason Miller, is back in the fold. Uh, so we will have to see uh, how that progresses. Uh, if Nick Richards is a part of the CWF Rumble, uh, still is unknown, but I'm sure Nick Richards will be in Gibsonville this Saturday. Uh, and you should, too, uh, absolutely, uh, if you're in the area. Uh, I know people are, do travel to Gibsonville from out of state, from Virginia, uh, you know, surrounding areas, South Carolina, Tennessee, uh, Washington, D.C. in the past. Uh, get your tickets at www.cwf247.com. Uh, get the tickets early uh, so you're not turned away at the door. CWF Mid-Atlantic is expecting a sellout. I uh, do want to, again, thank Brad Stutz for being so gracious with his time today and coming on and co-hosting this show with me. And uh, also to Aaron Biggs, good luck uh, this week, big man. Uh, this Saturday we'll see you in Gibsonville and uh, see if you can take care of business in that CWF Rumble. Um, thank you to Travis Desmond for coming on earlier with the IPR Reveal. Uh, as always, my name is Jared Polk. Uh, every week, 2 p.m., the Carolina Corner, I'm bringing you the best from the Carolinas on the independent scene. Uh, until next week, uh, follow me on Twitter at the one and only Jer, and check out at CWF Mid-Atlantic on Twitter for the 15th annual CWF Mid-Atlantic Rumble. I'll have a full recap next week on the Carolina Corner along with everything else going on in the Carolinas on the independent scene. Until then, we'll talk to you next week and see you tomorrow for the IPR Tag Team Reveal. Thanks. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.